Welcome to Blondes with Glasses. I'm Becca. And I'm Shannon. And we're two best friends that live far apart. This is a podcast about pop culture and feminism. Three, two, one, and go. Blondes with glasses. They can't sing. Blondes with glasses. Let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Oh, I'm so tired. I know you are. I'm so sorry. Today, this weekend, I blame Nazis for this weekend, and I'm fully within my rights to do that because this is what happened to me this weekend at work, is (laughs) there were, there was a deep, there was a debunked internet rumor that neo-Nazis were going to rally around this Confederate statue that is across the street from our office. Mm-hmm. And so the company, in all their wisdom, was like, you know what? Better safe than sorry. We really care about our employees. So let's, it's just the call center on the weekends anyway. Who cares about them? <laughs> let's just move them into a conference room in our other office six blocks away and give them shitty laptops and no, oh. no like, wireless mouses or anything. So just little trackpads on your little shitty HP laptops to do our work that we normally do with two giant screens and a full desk to ourselves. And let's take calls, three people at a time, all on the phone, sitting at a conference room table. Oh, no. And then on top of that, let's make it the busiest weekend in call volume that we've ever had. And the lights in that office building are on a timer. So they don't turn back on after, like, 9 p.m. at night until, like, 8 p.m. in the morning. I mean, 8 a.m. in the morning. So the night shift and the midnight shift, who have to work through the night, had to do it in the dark. And then when they told building services that, they said, ooh, sorry, you should go try and find a lamp somewhere. And it's like, no, we're in an office building. People don't have lamps because they're Mm -hmm. here when the lights are on. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying that, why isn't your suggestion... Oh, let me override the timer. Let me figure that out. So you can have fucking light to issue your goddamn Amber Alerts that we had all night. Oh. And then today, I got to do two Amber Alerts because my coworker wasn't very helpful. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, and it was it was the busiest Sunday we've ever had. And it felt like we... we we had it was like we were it was like, it was like cutthroat kitchen where it's like okay <laughs> do your job but with one hand tied behind your back right yeah like here wear hamburger helper hands and do your job <laughs> you know is what it felt like and it was I mean... it was and it, on saturday our boss she called and she was like i'm just checking in on you guys you know i was i'm going to stop by around 10 hey do you guys want anything you know any some like food or something and we're like oh, you know, we don't, we always like food, but you know, only if you want to, like, we didn't feel comfortable saying like specifically like, yes, we want donuts from this shop. It was like, Mm -hmm. whatever, we'll take anything. And then 10 o'clock rolls around and then 11 o'clock rolls around (laughs) 12 o'clock. The whole day rolls around basically. And she Uh never shows. Oh, we were like, we were losing our minds. I mean, we were slowly going crazy. I mean, today. And then at the end of the shift, they were like, oh, yeah, could you take all that stuff back to the other office for us in between your shifts while mm-hmm. still taking calls? Oh. It was like, go fuck yourselves. So I'm exhausted, and I'm tired. I'm sorry. And, yeah, I'm just, 
little burnout. I'm bur- I'm burned out today, and I'm very lucky because tomorrow and the next day I have I have off. I'm extremely lucky because my coworker has to come in early tomorrow because new trainees are coming in, and our other boss is out watching the solar eclipse, so she oh, won't be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, well, <laughs> I am starting work at Target this week. Right at six a.m. is when you start. Yeah, my- my shifts are at 6 a.m. Until? I'm, until 2.30 in the afternoon, and then I'm also Damn. working on a theater production, so I'm working right after that. 6 to 2.30? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I got my little name tag. <laughs> I'm nervous. I I feel like I'm living in Superstore, the NBC yeah, yeah. comedy. Like, it's really accurate. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm I'm moving into this type of work, I can see how scarily accurate yeah. that show is. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I am cautiously optimistic because I already love Target. Right. And I feel like it's only either going to get better or worse. And either one is a new and exciting adventure. Right. <laughs> I hope that you don't come out of this hating Target because... No, I don't think I would. Okay. I mean, I already, like, I went through my first part of training yesterday and I already feel like I learned some things about, like, behind the scenes at Target, and I'm already like, this is cool, I'm glad I know that, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, an, uh, yeah. that's an early start time, I gotta say. I mean, it's mine's 7.30, and I complain about that, but 6 a.m. I was, <laughs> this is my first ever job that's not a theater job, also. Yeah. Like, so, I'm, I don't understand how, like, timesheets are really working or like because I'm still working on this theater production so and I'm gonna have to go to tech week for that in two weeks and I don't know how that is gonna work if they sign me up for shifts and I'm not free to do that because I I applied for my job at Target so long ago that I didn't have this job yet yeah this theater gig so it's like we'll see I also don't know how to get into the store at 6 (laughs) a.m. right (laughs) They didn't cover that in my training yesterday. I'm assuming since it's your first day, they'll have someone waiting outside for you. I'm not so sure. <laughs> they seem a little scatterbrained. Oh, boy. But... <laughs> well, they should have, like, um, timesheets and stuff online where you mark off your availability and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I had to fill out my availability when I applied for the job. Yeah, but they'll want a more specific one. Yeah. It was really specific. And now, and now I'm not doing that job anymore, so it's like... It was, like, know. on the 27th, I'm free. On the 28th, I'm not from this time to this it, time. Like, that's It was, like, a weekly schedule of availability. Like, assuming you had the same availability every week, which is not true in theater. It's so, not true in life either, though. Right. So, like, I don't know how you could be, like, a, a person with a child and know your weekly schedule like that for all, all weeks ever. Yeah. Well, that they should... There should be a mechanism to, to say... You know, yeah. I'm not available this day for this thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's all a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. You'll have to tell us all the secret tips and tricks on how to save more, more money at Target. Well, first of all, you should download Cartwheel, the app. Okay. <laughs> I've already learned that. It's great. It's like, a, it, you know, the cir- circulars with all the coupons? Yeah. It's like that, but it's extra coupons. And you can scan things when you're in the store and see if there's also additional f- stuff off. Nice. It's pretty handy. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
just going to become a walking billboard for Target. I mean, I feel like I already am, especially every time I go to Minnesota and I'm like, land of Targets. Oh. Literally, this is a Target shirt. Like, this is a Target watch. <laughs> Everything is for Target. Oh, uh, Anyway, that's not what we're talking about this no. week at all. What we're no. talking about is what I've been doing that the listeners can't see, which is... Playing with your hair. Constantly playing with my hair, just like <laughs> Dean on, on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that still on? That show's on right now. It's on right now. It just started this last week, and it's, oh gosh, that's all I want to talk whole, about. <laughs> did they cover the whole court? They spent a whole episode about it, doing uh-huh. it. And did they did they make light of it, or were they very serious? They were very serious. They actually, they I mean, mostly was covering their ass, but they did have some surprising conversations. Like they brought the whole cast back together, and they said, "Okay, we need to talk about what happened." And they said, at one point, Chris Harrison asked, do you think race was a factor in this? And they were like, yes, we do. And then he was like, okay, just so we all are clear, what is consent? And then they all talked about, like, affirmative consent on Bachelor in Paradise. And the very first episode, the first date card that was given out was to a drag show. And the guy on the date, was. they were like, oh, come back with us. And he was like, okay. They... They completely, like, did his hair and makeup, put him in a dress, and he was like, let's do it. I'm amazing. Look at me. Mm-hmm. And it was the most, like, progressive thing I've ever seen on that show. <laughs> it was like that, and then back to back, like, let's talk about race and consent. Like, this show's wow. trying. They they watched uh, RuPaul's Drag Race this year, and they were like, well, RuPaul won the Emmy, so we gotta, yeah. we gotta get back in the running there. Mm-hmm. Steal some ideas from yeah. Drag Race. And I mean... The other date they had was, like, they always do this on Bachelor in Paradise. The dates that they have, because it's all in Mexico, is, like, here, let's have some food. And then you're ambushed by 150 people, like, dancing in traditional Mexican, like, clothing and mariachi bands, like, dueling at you. (laughs) It's like, that's how the dates always end. So it was very refreshing to see a drag show. Because it was like, this is, like, an actual date instead of, like... You're ambushed Aww. by... There was one where you're ambushed by a shaman. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that episode. Yikes. So good. Anyway, back to hair. Back to hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I've been wanting to talk about hair. I feel like I recommended this this topic, like, y- a year ago. Well, this was our... about body hair. Right, right, right. That you recommended. Cause, yeah, because at the time, I think I was watching a show, and I was might have been Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I was pissed that they had no underarm hair Mm -hmm. because I'm very much an underarm hair person Mm -hmm. and uh, I just for the listeners I just showed (laughs) Becca my underarm hair (laughs) so picture that Um, listeners yeah (laughs) I want you to have the full experience Mm -hmm. anyway you know don't shave my legs very often just I'm a very earthy theater person so I just do whatever Mm -hmm. you know but I'm growing my hair out Mm -hmm. and I've I, I've gotten to the point where I shed so much, which is my natural state. I always am shedding hair, like, from my head. Mm-hmm. And it gets stuck everywhere, and it's always in the bathroom, and I just am, like, grossed out by, by my own hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, maybe I'll just shave it all off again and go back to what I had. Mm-hmm. But it's so complicated, and I feel like for no good reason, first of all. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like any step you take in hair management is, like, the, like, be-all, end-all biggest step. And people are going to judge you if you do it, if you don't do it, 
all this stuff, and I just wanted to talk it out with you because I everybody I've talked to has been on board, like, just cut your hair. Just mm-hmm. do it. And I still feel like I need every single person I know to be like, yeah, you look good with short hair. Just do it. It's fine. <laughs> so I want to talk about short hair with you and all that. Well, how short are we talking? Are we talking back to the cut? I mean, my cut that that I have now? Well, I don't think I need, like, the angled part that you have Mm -hmm. on, like, the jawline cut. But, because I like having... Okay. (laughs) Just generally, once my hair gets to this length, you can't see because it's up right now. But once it gets to, like, shouldery length, Mm -hmm. it ends up always being up in a bun. Like a... Yeah. Bun type thing back here. Because mm-hmm. I hate having hair in my face. Oh, yeah. I just, I can't operate. Yeah. It, like, I can't any... eat with my hair down. I nope. couldn't do those Amber Alerts with my hair down. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like Violet Baudelaire, Baudelaire who yes. every time I need to actually do something, I have to put I my hair up. tie it up in a ribbon. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly how I am. And like right now, since I've been growing out like my undercut, I have, you can see it, mm-hmm. Becca, this like weird excess sort of a mullety area in the back but it's long enough now that it looks deliberate mm-hmm. and it doesn't go up in this this bun thing mm-hmm. I have so what I end up doing at the theater is I wear a very wide headband mm-hmm. and then that catches the stuff in the back and then all this stuff is up in the bun so I'm getting to the point where everything's going to be up in the bun so it's not even like worth having the long hair because it's just going to be up mm-hmm always there will be like one day that I would braid it but if I did go short I think I would just do the same thing which is undercut shave leave the long stuff so I can do something with it if I want braid it down the middle braid it or leave it on the side but I wouldn't do the angle part I just leave it sort of PC like side mullet Mm -hmm. stuff I don't know it's it's not really going back to Nazis for a second (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this haircut, this undercut type look, is sort of being appropriated by the Nazis. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing where I feel a little bit less comfortable choosing the hairstyle. Right. I don't know. I, okay, so let's get into it. Because I continually have existential crisis about my hair. At every point in my life, I've had a existential crisis about my hair, what it means, what Mm -hmm. the, and every time I think I arrive at the appropriate haircut for myself within six months I have a crisis about it and I think I have to change it so I originally in high school I had that same thing where I was just putting my hair up every day Mm -hmm. it was either in a ponytail or a half ponytail and I thought this is a waste of my time this is garbage I also was coming out to myself at the same time and I thought Mm lesbians have short hair like I'm not doing it right like and (laughs) I need to I need to have short hair and so I cut off all my hair and then it got a little shorter and it went through different stages and and I so I did that for a while and then I grew to this weird square haircut that Laura made fun of me forever for Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I remember that terrible yeah then I grew that out for a bit because I had an internship and I thought I should look more like a girl and then I cut all that off to just the Bieber look and then Mm -hmm. I kept trimming that just like following along with Justin Bieber as he did and Mm -hmm. then I started trimming even more and then I got to shaving on the sides and taller on top mm-hmm. and now I got to the stage where I just grew out the top and shaved the sides and it took me 
freaking forever to grow out the top to the point where I could put mm-hmm. it in a ponytail. But now I'm at the stage where I think it's really annoying every time it's in my face. And mm-hmm. I almost want to just go back to that slightly longer on top, but still short. But then I keep thinking about how long it took me to grow it out <laughs> and how I would just be getting rid of all that. <laughs> and because that's what I think about with you, because you have been growing out your mm-hmm. shaved sides for what? Two years? <laughs> uh, a year at least. Uh, you started growing it out in Ireland, right? Yeah. 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 So it's been over a year that you've been growing it out, and it oh still God. isn't to the correct it's length. Horrible. Well, that's a good example. So, like, I, the first semester at Smith, I shaved just all, with a shaver, yeah. all of my hair off. No styling. Just to a one. Mm-hmm. And it took me till senior year to have the hair length that I had in graduation photos, which was basically to, like, boob level. Mm-hmm. That was four years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get it trimmed at all during that time, because if you'll remember, I had really bad rat tails and mullets <laughs> over the course of that, because I never trimmed the back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it is, this is a, another thing I want to talk about, which is, like, I think that most women that I know, I guess, go through a period, older women, women older than me, let's say that. <laughs> go through a period where they get to a point where they cut their hair and then it never gets long again. Yeah. And I think that I have maybe reached that point, which is like... <laughs> 26. It's, it's, yeah, it's easier to maintain when it's short. It's You don't have to work. You don't have to do anything with it if you don't want to. Whatever. Like, all the women that were my mentors when I was at Smith in the theater department all have very short pixie cut or bob length hair Mm -hmm. if they're pretty femme you know um my stepbrother's wife just had a baby she has very short pixie cut Mm -hmm. I the two lesbian moms that I babysit for one just shaved all her stuff off the other one has a bob you know it just seems like you get to a point and long hair is no longer an option Mm -hmm. until you're like a 60-year-old gray-haired woman in, like, a Metamucil commercial, <laughs> and you have long hair for some reason. Yeah. I, that's, like, the two stages <laughs> I think yeah. that people go through. And I just don't know if I ever will have the patience to go back to the long-haired look. And maybe it's just because I've surrounded myself with people that are similarly fashion-oriented mm-hmm. or not in a in a way that I am. But, like, I don't know. I, I was working with a girl at the theater this week who had, like, that high school bleach blonde, dark roots, mm-hmm. way all her hair in a messy bun look. And I was just like, you look like you're in high school. You know mm-hmm. that, right? But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You see, because the haircut is so intrinsically tied to identity. And for me, yeah. my haircut, it determines so much of how people interact with me. And Mm -hmm. so that's another reason why I'm always having an existential crisis about it is because I specifically use my hair down as like a shield. When I go into a public restroom, I take my hair down because I think if someone sees me washing my hands and they approach me from this side, they think that's a girl. So, and I don't get that interaction that I dread and I have all the time (laughs) and it kills Mm -hmm. me. So, I, I, 
it's like I still that's why I'm so hesitant to cut this back to a more easy to deal with uh, length because Mm -hmm. I need it as a shield against unpleasantness (laughs) yeah (sighs) I don't know it's so complicated for so for such dumb reasons yeah yeah because I just I wish I could just do like your Justin Bieber shortcut Mm -hmm. where it's like because that's the other problem that's like intrinsic with my own hair experience is that my hair does not cooperate and I have no patience to like make it cooperate like people that spend time straight ironing or curling or whatever and I I, like I can barely manage putting stuff in my hair Mm -hmm. like gel or washing my hair sometimes I'm like this is too much (laughs) so it's got to air dry by itself and just be that way Mm -hmm. and my hair doesn't really look good that if it air dries unless it's really long yeah so and it's gonna take another two years to get really long Mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna be unhappy with my hair for those two years right no I don't know yeah there's always that part where you're worried about what other people are gonna think that's a huge part of what oh yeah why I have have like anxiety about haircuts because I know like when I originally shaved all my hair off which was very dramatic my dad was really worried about me <laughs> and didn't like it and was like but then over the time it took for it to grow into a different shape it became like totally natural like people when you change your look there's always that instant where people have to reassess like how they see you mm-hmm. and remember you in their minds yeah but then when you're like that for a while it's like oh yeah she always looked like this right? right and then you think oh wait you see an old picture and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I, I forgot you had Justin Bieber square hair yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, like, it's really easy to forget past mistakes with hair, mm-hmm. I think. I it know. just sing- it's signals so much about who you are, your mm-hmm. hair. Like, especially me coming into the, an office environment and stuff like that, it feels yeah. like a huge risk and it feels like announcing personal things about myself to these new people and it's it's always like I don't know how this is going to be received and I'm terrified like how I when I had that internship at NECMEC where I work now and I had that internship six years ago in undergrad I purposefully spent months ahead of time growing my hair out so that mm-hmm. it would look less you know Justin Biebery <laughs> basically yeah. And it was because I, mean, I was I was so aware of how I was perceived and I feel like the number one conduit where I find out what other people think of me is through my mother. Mm. And so I I feel like I don't want it to, but her opinion factors in to mm-hmm. how how I cut my hair. Mhm. It's interesting too because I don't think that this anxiety exists for older women. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many older mothers that I knew when I was growing up that had, like, short, curly hair. Or, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, Reba on Reba? Mm-hmm. Like, that type of length is not a big deal for, like, a married mm-hmm. mother of two. But for some reason, young women feel this huge pressure when you get a short haircut. Or, like, a stereotypically lesbian cut mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And I, I don't know if there is, like, a shortcut I could get that would not have anxiety right. associated with it. Unless it was, like, a 
a fashionable bob. Like a pixie or cut something. or something. It's like as soon I, as you shave as soon as you shave hair, yeah. That's where you sort of get into I don't know because what, that's, how I'll that's be perceived. So, yeah, it's so masculine to use a razor. It's and in hair care. I mean it is so difficult too to find hairdressers oh. who who yeah. will respect you and mm-hmm. and and talk to, and like at the end of the day I am still a woman I identify as female I I would like a women's cut because I'm a woman <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the same time I am using they're using tools that they only use for men and mm-hmm. it's the same type of cut as they do on plenty of men and it's just it's really confusing now especially with like the man buns and stuff like that where it's like <laughs> there's no such thing as a woman's and a haircut and a men's haircut right but there is you know <laughs> right there's nothing intrinsically different about the head hair on men versus women mm-hmm. it's the way it is perceived and styled yeah and because so i originally cut- wanted to grow my hair out for, on the top because i was mm-hmm. i was watching vikings and I right. loved what those dudes looked like. And then some of the women would wear the same hairstyle, where they'd have braids mm-hmm. on top of their head and shaved on the side. And I wish to God, every day all I want to do is braid the top of my hair, like I did, you know, at my sister's wedding. But I can't yeah. physically do it. And so at the end of the day, it's really frustrating because that's the hairstyle I want. And I'll mm-hmm. never have. So I have half of it. <laughs> do you not know how to braid? I know how to braid. I cannot physically braid on the top of my head a... Uh, French braid. I can't seem to do Why it. Why not? Tell me more. My arms, like, it doesn't work. They get tired, I can't see what I'm doing, and I just can't. Oh. <laughs> this is, we can fix this. We can get you your hairstyle. I, I, we can do this. You just gotta do it a little bit at a time. Like, first you gotta do some soup can lifting, mm-hmm, so you get mm-hmm. these muscles up a little bit. Because that's the problem I always had, is that I always liked double French braids, and they don't have to start up here. Just like if when I had long hair, I would do two one. Right, I one could braid I could side. do a braid down below if I right. had that. But to do right. it directly on top, it's hard. It's I know, really difficult. I can do that. I I did do that when I had the short stuff in Ireland. Because um, again, they were filming Vikings there, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, maybe I'll get cast as an extra in Vikings if I shave all my hair off, and <laughs> and and it does. It's like all the blood leaves your arms. Mm-hmm. So you just have to do it really fast. Mm-hmm. Or, here's my other tip, do it in the shower. I mean, I have you're... to do it when my hair is wet. It, I can't right. braid it if it's dry. It doesn't work. Yeah. So. so if you do it in the shower when it's all really slick, it's easier to ma- mm-hmm. manage and it stays together in, like, the little yeah. plat parts of it. Mm-hmm. That would be my recommendation. But, um, <sighs> we should talk about how media has encouraged you to try new hairstyles also. <laughs> Well, it's it's made me a lot... I mean, this isn't just hair, but take my wife. The presence of Cameron and Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher is just mm-hmm. as as people, you know, in my life. They're not, you know, in my life in the celebrity sense. Right, right. Not like your neighbors. Just their existence, the general yep. existence in this world has done wonders for just for my own self and just them being unapologetically themselves and confidently themselves and wonderfully themselves it's 
I see myself in them so much and I feel like we have never really seen people who like I've never seen people celebrities that reflect myself and I always felt like I am this this weirdo you know like this person who is not fitting in as much as people are trying to jam me into this one space and I not fitting in between either one of them and I thought well I have to pick you know I have to I have to be more female and then I get to see these two amazing people who are just like no it's whatever (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. however you present that's you and if you identify as female you're presenting female Mm -hmm. so it's it's been amazing to see them as my like they are my like heroes because they have made my life so much simpler (laughs) yeah i i think about that a lot because I can't tell if it's, like, a blessing or a curse, the whole going to Catholic school for 13 years and never learning how to dress myself (laughs) thing, because I flip-flop on it. Because a lot of times I'm, like, you know, when I'm trying to go to an event and look good, Mm -hmm. I feel, like, severely underprepared, because I wasn't allowed to wear makeup in school, and I never learned because my mom didn't really wear makeup, and I didn't have sisters or cousins or anything. Or work in the theater department. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's where I first put on makeup was in the theater production. Oh, well, that didn't happen for me because <laughs> I worked at a boys' school in their theater department. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so so I feel like in that way sometimes I'm really underprepared. But I think in another way it served me really well, which is, like, there are no burdens in my mind about, like, how to wear, like, how to look, how to be, how to be myself. Like... I have over time evolved sort of, I don't know, my, it's not a style, but what I feel most comfortable in, and it's like jeans cut off right at the knee and shirts and sports bras. And I just like learned over time that that's the type of stuff that I love to wear. Mm -hmm. And if I get a choice, if I'm not like in a uniform for work or whatever, that's what I'm going to wear if the weather permits. Mm -hmm. And it's so nice because I don't feel like I have to spend time working on my image Mm -hmm. because it's just naturally the way I want to be I feel so lucky that the thing that I have sort of fallen into isn't like you know I feel like I must shave my legs I feel like I can't go out of the house without doing my hair Mm -hmm. and like all the other stuff that some people feel most comfortable wearing when they go out because that like I have so much respect for friends that have that feel like they have to do that to be like presentable Mm -hmm. and the amount of struggle I see them go through sometimes I'm like oh my gosh you look great no matter what Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I that circling back to Cameron Esposito I wonder how much time she has to put into her hair every day because it always looks so good I I just watched her and Rhea on this just out with Liz Feldman a web series from after Ellen from like 10 years ago it has come back Uh And she was like, she, they, they got asked, what hair product do you use? And they each uh-huh. said three different hair products. So Sheesh. it definitely takes time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I used to spend a lot of time when I had to style my hair, because I couldn't just let it lay flat. Um, when I was styling my hair, it would definitely take a lot of time and doing that. And so that's another reason why I'm sort of like hesitant to, to cut my hair off again is because 
I, I don't style my hair anymore. You know, I'm yeah. lucky that my hair is pinned straight and does nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't need to worry about it looking weird um, mm-hmm. or putting a lot of product in it. Um, so I'm, I'm very lucky that way. But in terms of like clothing and things like that, that's another huge thing for me, much like hair of, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm never gonna wear a dress again because I, the last time I wore a dress, I felt so deeply uncomfortable <laughs> and, uh, mm. and just so out of body. It just was so, it felt so wrong. And to me, dress is such a, another huge thing of, especially with an office space, of mm-hmm. what am I gonna wear? What is my office attire at this place? And how is that perceived? And because I am a woman, do I get away like I don't have to follow the rules of men's clothing and the rules of women's clothing in the office is so baffling and so hard to 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 gauge and I I'm honestly I think I've made the much smarter choice of I'm going to wear pants and a button-up shirt mm-hmm. and I'm just going to vary that and then in the winter I'll put on a, a pullover sweater and mm-hmm. it'll be lovely but the women, I don't know how, like, they just, they look at a shirt and they're like, there's just the barest of things that make it work acceptable because it's like, it's basically a glorified t-shirt, but it's made out of a different type of material. So it right. technically <laughs> is like a work shirt all of a sudden. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's so, and it's like, oh, or just throw on a necklace and suddenly it's like work appropriate. Like it's, the rules are so, and I feel like it would be so, you, you would slip up, I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know. That line is so weird. But with men, it's so easy. It's like, oh, is this the kind of office that has ties? Is this the kind of office that has blazers? No, mm-hmm. no. Like, okay. We have the base, though, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> pants and the button-up. Like, a collared shirt and pants. Like, you're always going to have that. And so you always know, like, this is work appropriate because I have a collar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I always I forget, just... like, oh, yeah, I'm a woman. I could probably get away wearing that striped shirt I have. Like... That would probably be fine, but, like, I don't know. I'm so ingrained in those men's rules. (laughs) Yeah. It's so... It's just so much... Like, I can't get over how much pressure we all put on ourselves. Mm -hmm. I wish I could give people tips. Like, I don't know if I have tips. Like, I definitely... Especially for, like, going back to haircuts. It took me so long to find people that I trusted to cut my hair. Oh my god. And I have no tips on how to find them. Oh no, because it's it just it's magically stumbled yeah. into a place that was like, yeah, we can do that and they did it. And it mm-hmm. was like, wow, I can't believe I finally found you. Oh, I had I had like, to go through so many people who were like, oh. "Are you sure?" Oh yeah. god. Or then they, they would charge me for the full like women's cut. Right. And it's like, "Well, that's not what you did." You know, <laughs> and it's right. like or, or they'll try to convince me to do something else. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I just need you to hear me and to see me and, you know, let it be. I think the only tip I really have is, like, don't listen to anybody else. Yeah. Like, when people say, like, oh, that won't look good with your face shape, that's bullshit. Because nobody says that about men's haircuts for men's faces. Mm-hmm. Like, any man can do a man bun, so you could do a man <laughs> bun. You could do a woman bun. Do it. You know? Like, I, I just really hate that like face shape myth about haircuts like I personally think that there are some haircuts that don't work for me just because I think it like 
makes me look a little bit chunkier, mm-hmm. which is also not bad, but just not my favorite, you know? And so, like, I learned that that's not my favorite hairstyle, and I won't do it again. But I, I don't think that there's any haircut you shouldn't try. Because that's the best part. It Like, clothes, you know, you spend some money on them and they don't work out, and then you're like, fuck, I have this in my closet forever to remind me that I totally screwed up. But with hair, it's going to grow back if you let it, mm-hmm. eventually. <laughs> I would and say, if you are going to shave all your hair off, do it in stages. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because... Yes. You, I think face shape is a thing when it comes to shaving oh. off all your hair. I really do. Oh, My coworker, yeah. she's like, I just think I just want to shave it all off. And so she, like, pulls her hair back really tight. And she goes, mm-hmm. she's like, this is what it would look like. And it looked terrible. <laughs> okay, so if you have, like, so, a very square head. And it was. She had, like, a very long face. And it just didn't, it doesn't work. And I was like, take it in stages. You know, first go to, like, chin length see how you like that then maybe go to like a pixie cut see how you like that take it in stages if you shave it all off at once growing that back out as you know mm-hmm. will take a long time and it's going to go through some some stages and you better be ready to guide it through and be happy with every type of short hair that exists out there because you're going right. to go through it through all versus you could I- do that in reverse Right. With some yes. agency. <laughs> I did, I I really enjoyed going through the hair growing out experience in college. Because mm-hmm. I think it gave me a lot of leeway to, like, have really bad hair for a while. Like, when I was, right after I shaved it all off that Christmas, my dad and I went on a cruise together. And it was a princess cruise, which is, like, for mainly older people. Mm-hmm. And I was the only person under 40, I would say, on that cruise, and I felt already so out of place, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, have, being a girl with shaved hair was also, like, still, whoa, what is happening, mm-hmm. and going through that experience as a younger person rather than, like, as a person trying to get a job and, mm-hmm. you know, do all that was, like, the perfect time, Yeah, because I got to make a lot of mistakes then mm-hmm. that I'm very happy about that I don't have to make now. Like I'm still tr- struggling through hair growth and everything and management, but I feel like I've learned the best lessons already, which is don't shave all of it off all the way. Yeah. Always have like an another option, another mm-hmm. way to style it in case it's not working, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel like I'll never be happy with my hair and And there's always going to be negatives and positives. Like, right now, one of the positives is I don't have to go to the hair, get a haircut every month. I love it. I don't Mm. don't have to, and I won't. And I do. Exactly. (laughs) And I don't miss it. I don't miss going to have to go, like, be like, oh my god, look at my sideburns, which is always what grows out first. And having to, like, make time to go do that. But I also Mm -hmm. hate the amount of hair that's stuck in between my butt every morning when I take a shower. Because I just, it just like siphons down into my butt. That's where it gets stuck. Maybe you should switch shampoos or something. I'm concerned (laughs) that you're losing this much hair. Maybe you should like take more calcium or something. I don't know what's going on here. I looked it up and it was like, I looked up how many like hairs you lose a day. It was like 500 Mm. or something. It's a lot. You lose a lot of hair a day. You just don't notice it when it's short. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely like... Since it's grown out, I definitely will see, like, hairs. And sometimes they'll get caught in my glasses or something. Yeah. And I'll, like, rip out hair. <laughs> but, 
But in terms of, like, in the shower and just shedding profusely, yeah. I that does not happen to me. The other thing that happens is... And that is a little concerning to me. I leave it up in, a, like, a bun for so long that when I take the hairband out, it's, like, multiple days of hair loss in in the hair in the bun you know what i mean it makes sense to me that should not be i'm not balding (laughs) let's just let (laughs) okay i'm not balding right now (laughs) not yet (laughs) oh god i mean at this rate who knows am i gonna be okay if i go bald i guess whatever (laughs) jeez uh okay well i don't know if this made me feel any better (laughs) yeah i mean i guess at the end of the day we're all going to be unhappy with our hair because for me, I, I, I'm always going to envy people whose hair does something. Mm, yeah. My hair refuses to do anything. It is pinned straight and that is nice sometimes. And some people say that they're jealous of me, but I'm always going to be jealous of people with like cool wavy hair, but I know it's a lot harder to maintain. Mm-hmm. Like there's pros and cons, but the amount of times that I see hairstyles that I would love to pull mm-hmm. off and love to do, but I know, like, I want more volume when I do a ponytail. I, like, literally, I want, like, a bump, a bump it. in. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to actually have to put a bump in, in my hair. <laughs> but people with, like, thicker, wavier hair mm-hmm. could just do a little bit of styling and have volume on top mm-hmm. of their head. And with me, it would be, like, half an hour of styling right. to get some volume mm-hmm. on my head. And then it would deflate. And so we're always going to be looking at someone else and being jealous of them. And I do the same thing with clothing where I think, yes, obviously I want to wear that three-piece suit like nobody's Mm. business or whatever. And then I have a tiny short body and I have boobs. And, you know, like it's always going to throw off what you have in your mind because you have a different version of yourself in your mind, I Mm -hmm. think. and, And our haircuts and our clothing are constantly confronting us with how we actually look and I wonder, what our hair actually I is. I wonder if, so we have to, we live in the city, so we have to parallel park a lot. And we, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the time, we'll talk about, like, the anxiety of parallel parking when somebody is watching you. And yeah. we, one time I was like, I wonder, because, like, when I see people parallel parking, unless they're, like, literally crashing into people, which I've seen when people did that to my own car, or, like, uh, <laughs> driving on the sidewalk in some crazy way, I'm not really judging them. Like, if they're just trying mm-hmm. their best, I'm not really going to judge them. And so I feel like when I'm actually in the car experiencing it, I think that people are judging me, and they're not really. So I wonder if most of the time it's all, like, in your mind. I think it's a little different with short hair, but, like, with, with clothing and stuff, where you're like, oh, does this mm-hmm. look okay? Does this look okay? Because I don't find myself going out and judging what my friends are wearing when I see them, or people at yeah, work. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I I can't remember what my coworkers were wearing right. today. Like, I couldn't yeah. tell you. And, like, there'll be times I'm in my closet going, did I wear that really, like, didn't I just wear that the other day? And I was like, if I can't remember no one else can that's right. for sure and also here's a hot tip if you want to be like me and wear the same thing every day for the rest of your life just work backstage on a show because literally all you'll wear for the rest of your life is black shoes black socks black long pants black long sleeve shirt the end there you go <laughs> it's amazing or be a server at a restaurant that's yeah, what they yeah. wear i just <laughs> literally wear the same thing everybody every day and nobody notices or they do know mm-hmm. and they just also do it that's great yeah mm-hmm. yeah um I feel like that's all I have to say about hair. We should keep our listeners 
up to date in case either of us get drastic with our hair changes. Yeah, yeah. But I think the current moment, maybe I'll just slowly start attempting a braid in the morning and see what happens. I think I'm going to go get a haircut. Just, like, a trim. Because it's been... I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember... Must have been well, because at this point you could just trim the rest of your hair to match the hair that's grown out, and then you would have I could, a hairstyle. It wouldn't be long enough to go into a pony to, uh, into a bun. I don't think anymore if I did right. that. But I could do because this is the length. But then it would grow out all at the same right. length. Right. So it would be more of like a mushroom type look. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you would have her cut it so it's not like. A box. Right, it wouldn't be a box of hair. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to get the top part trimmed at least, and then talk to my person that I found who is really into, the, they, like, cater to hipster, lesbian, short haircuts. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love them. So I'll talk to her, and I'll be like, what do I do next? Tell me all of your secrets yeah. and see what she says. Yeah. 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 That sounds yeah. good. Well, is your recommendation for me Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> Probably, honestly, because I haven't been watching, like, anything, yeah. really. Yeah, like, it's been a slow, it's been a slow month for TV, yeah. and, but, and I'm also just exhausted all the time when I come home <laughs> from work. I've been playing a lot of Tomb Raider. Um, oh, actually, this is a good recommendation for you. Um, I got Lego Avengers on my PlayStation, yeah. and I think it is better than Lego Marvel superheroes really? because... They have, like, more specialized little fighting things for each character. Mm -hmm. So, like, when Cap fights, he's more gymnastic. And then they now have these specialty, like, takedown moves. Or each one has two different takedown moves. And so Cap, like, gymnastics people and throws them back. And then another one of his is is throwing a shield from a distance and knocking Uh them out and stuff. And so it's, like, fun for that and... It's basically the same thing. That's what I thought it would they've be. They've made a few little improvements that are that are fun, and it's, but they've also used the voices from the movies. Oh, neat. So it's the actual actors doing it, and then I'm assuming they also they got Colson and Maria Hill, like they got those actors to come in and, re- and do additional dialogue because there's stuff I don't remember. Yeah, because they they're, that they're saying. Uh, they were in the Lego Marvel one. Yeah, yeah. I think at least he was. Yeah, Colson definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm still in the middle. But it's it's fun, and I think you'll like it. I'm in it. the middle of Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, and I've gotten to the part where I'm ahead of the movies I've seen now, because I stopped watching them after mm. three, so I, like, don't Same. really understand where the story is going anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably the best way to... Watch those movies? To watch those. And that's the other thing about Lego Avengers, is... I like it better than Age of Ultron and probably <laughs> Avengers. That's because it's funnier. Oh, yeah. Like the physical comedy in Lego video it's games amazing. is hysterical. The bananas that appear, like, pigs. Oh, it's so, so good. good. I mean, there was like, there was like, Shield was being overrun or something, and there was a Shield agent with three chickens on him <laughs> <laughs> in this game. Like it's absurd, and the physical comedy is amazing. Oh, that's good. And so I, I just think. It's a good time, so I recommend it. I think you'll like it. Um, I I want to check that I haven't already recommended this. It's a TV show on Netflix called Free Rain. Yes, okay. you have. It's the horse show. I finally finished it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> um, okay, in that case, I will recommend another video game. Um, we have been playing... 
it was uh, free on Xbox with Xbox Gold. Uh, the PGA Rory McIlroy 2013 Tour game, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It has lots of words in it. But it's like the EA Games golf yearly thing that they put out. Yeah. And it is so fun. <laughs> I don't know why it's so fun. I I, definitely because I love golf. Like we also have the soccer one, which is great. The FIFA one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not into that one as much because soccer is less my my sport of choice. But (laughs) I just love how detailed it is, and I get to like I was playing on one of the courses that they're playing on this weekend, and it was it's just like really fun. And I made my own character. Her name is Kira McCringle. And she is the first woman to make the PGA tour, and I and they always like talk about her and how special she is because she's the only woman on tour, and I don't know. It just makes me happy to live vicariously through this game. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I literally just remembered to text Zach at this very oh, moment. No. <laughs> so <laughs> we will see. If he is randomly free to send us a short All right. Message. Well, edit in my laughing if it's a good one or not. If it's okay. not. All right. If sounds it's not, good. just crickets, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. And and then I just want to put in a plea to our audience to please send some good vibes towards the Washington spirit, the NWSL yeah, team that is why. utterly failing at the moment. <laughs> we had a game yesterday. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, we're the, we're dead last. Oh. We're playing the number one team in the league, but we were still holding our own. And then they, they scored a goal and we're doing fine. We're about, we seem like we might score. And then they get a corner kick. They kick the ball into the box. It goes off one of our player's heads. She's trying to head it out and instead heads it directly into one of our player's (gasps) faces into our own goal and so we get an own goal and the girl is then injured in the face because she got hit with a soccer ball at a very intense speed and she's down on the ground and it's like we're just devastating so then right after that we have this amazing chance at goal and we're like oh my god we got it back we're gonna get this it'll be fine she shoots the the ball and it is like literally the goalie's way out. It's going past the goalie. It's heading right towards the net. Another player is streaming in to make sure it gets in. And she just doesn't, she just misses it by a hair. The ball, she just, it like seems like she. it's heading for the post. She's running at the post and she's trying not to run directly into the post, but also get the ball in. The ball just goes just oh. outside the post and she goes into the goal and it was the most, it's the most, it was the most devastating game mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And it was like right before they announced, they were like, oh yeah, that midfielder that was sort of holding everything together for the season, she got traded away somewhere. We don't know where, so that's just to explain away her absence in uh. this game. And it was just, this season, it's a lost cause at this point. So I just want to send, I want people to good send vibes. some good vibes because I'm going to the game just on Saturday and I don't want to be depressed. And I just... For for me and for Bev and Nancy, my seatmates, <laughs> please, please just just like lift this curse. I feel like it is. We are deeply, deeply cursed mm-hmm. this season. Can I ask a related question that you may not know the answer to? Okay. okay. So I, ha- I've been 
the month of September, I have some time off in the evenings for the first time in months. And I was like, I would mm-hmm. love to go to a sports event that is female. I want to go see some women play any sport, literally anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started Googling any female athletic events in the area. There's none, it seems, in this Philadelphia region for me to attend. So because we don't have a women's, we don't have a WNBA, we don't have women's soccer, oh. we don't have anything. And so I was wondering if you know if any female leagues play each other when they're both away. Does that make sense? Like, if the Liberty, the New York Liberty, oh. and another women's basketball team would play in Philadelphia for a game, or if a soccer game would happen here? I know a soccer game wouldn't. Okay. I I can't say for certain with WNBA, but I assume it's the same, where they they wouldn't do that. It's not like, um, like the men's Premier League, like their soccer team, or like the NFL, where they go to like London right. or whatever, where it's like this event that would draw people mm-hmm. who don't normally get to see it. Like, an American team just playing somewhere else in another American city, it really wouldn't happen. I mean, the most you can hope for is a national team game coming Mm -hmm. to you, and they already have. Um, So, (sighs) yeah, I'm surprised that you don't have a WNBA team. And you used to have a soccer team. The Independence. Yeah. And um, I I truly 100% strongly believe that Sky Blue, the New Jersey team, should move to Philadelphia and be in that talent energy stadium because it's insane where they are right now. And they have the worst attendance in the league because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, the, uh, there's a rugby game, British rug, two British rugby people coming over to talent next month. And then also this weekend, I just found out that's worth going to. We were looking at tickets. And then, uh, this weekend is the 30th arena football league. Like, I don't know. It's the Super Bowl of the Arena Football League. I don't know what it's called. Arena something. But it's okay. it's happening here. And I was like, ooh, that's exciting. Because I, I went to see a Philadelphia Soul. That's our indoor team. Um, I, I saw them play when I was, like, really young. When the team was first, like, signed or whatever. And Bon Jovi was the original co-owner of the team. And it was so fun. I loved it so much. So I was like, Kyle, we should go see some indoor football. And... So I was looking up the arena league, and there's only five teams in the league. Wow. Because a whole bunch of them have left the league and have moved to the indoor football league, which is different. And they also have had a huge cessation from them to all these other, like, little leagues in the Midwest. There's, like, 30 or 40 Midwest teams. It's crazy. If anybody is interested in, like, the history of indoor and arena football, (laughs) just go on Wikipedia and, like, click through the different versions of it, because it's, Mm -hmm. you can go down the list and read all the names of these teams, and it's, like, the Wichita Wiccans and stuff like that. It is (laughs) unreal. There's so, there's so, so one of them's, like, the Milwaukee Maniacs. Like, I I can't even make it up. It's so great. Amazing. I would recommend it. Amazing. I'll let you know if we win the Super Bowl of the Arena Football League. (laughs) Great, great. Well, and then this isn't sports related, but Cameron and Rhea are coming to town. I already told you about that, but you said you were working Yeah, was it October? Yeah, Yeah, I think I'm already working on my next show, so I won't have nights free. Okay. (sighs) Well, I'm going to see them. I'm excited. Are they coming to D.C.? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and... I bought my tickets the day that they came out. And any word yet on where we can watch Take My Wife, season one? 
No. Season one is CISO. Is CISO still going to be around so we can watch it if we want? I don't know. All right, because that's a really tough I question. I got an email from CISO saying that Harmon Quest has moved to VRV, whatever that is. So a handful of shows immediately when CISO announced that they were shutting down, a ha- they said a handful of shows already had a deal made for okay, them. Great. So, but Bajillion Dollar Properties, Shrink, Take My Wife, aka the three shows that made it worth it to me to get that CISO subscription, they haven't found a home yet, and that's bullshit because, I mean, Bajillion Dollar Properties and Take My Wife have finished seasons in the can. Just waiting to That they just be waiting to be released. And it's so bananas to me. You could probably buy them for such a reasonable fee, and... I know it's not going to be Netflix because they're $2 billion right. in debt. I just can't believe but Hulu, TBS Amazon, like NBC.com. TBS. Like, how hard is yeah. this? I mean, you don't even have to put this on an, a channel. You can put it on a channel's website, yeah. and I think it would be fine. Yeah. Like, you're still going to get ad revenue from it. It's just, also to me, it's crazy. Why hasn't Logo bought Take My Wife? That seems like also... Because Logo is the dumbest <laughs> network. Like... It, they don't have anything anymore. No, they don't. They don't have any no, good programming. No, they don't even have Drag Race st- anymore, they, actually. They don't... Yeah, they lost that. Like, they lost the one thing that could make them any money. Like, they got rid of Big Gay Sketch Show. Like, they don't have original programming anymore. Well, this conversation's take a, taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hashtag save take my wife. Yes, and I got retweeted by Cam. You did? Oh, my God. And Rhea Butcher Oh, wait. It. Was it the one where you said the... What was it? About my oh, one-line one day, day journal. journal? I like that tweet. Wasn't that I so like cute? It. Like, I literally opened it up and I was like, you know what? I've never really tweeted before. But I feel like this is nice. And I should. Aww. Sort of like when my sister always told me, she was like, if you have something nice that you're thinking of, you have to say it out loud. Oh, Good job, Julie. So. Instead yeah. of ending with Zach this week, we're ending with a piece of wisdom passed down from Julie. Yes. That's a great piece of wisdom. Yes. I love it. I mean, truly, it's changed the way I live my life entirely. I mean, I remember it was, we were standing in line at a restaurant to order, and we got up there, and she, like, liked the girl's earrings or something, so she said Mm -hmm. it. And I think that's when she was like, yeah, if I, like, have a compliment, why would I, you can't hold that in. It does nobody any good. Mm. So as soon as a compliment comes into your mind, because nothing's worse than a disingenuous one that you are forced to make up with. Right. Like, I never say those. But if I have a genuine compliment in my mind, I mean, say it out loud. Mm. Tell people how you feel. (sighs) Thanks, Julie. (laughs) Thanks, Jules. (laughs) 